Well, welcome, 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 everybody, to the Ed Fernandez Show. I want to introduce to you the joy of my life, the first one in the fam to carry the name, my beautiful son, Darian Fernandez. Darian, welcome to the show, big boy. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? (laughs) So, I got my glasses on. I'll take them off in a minute. But the show is about, you know, it's going to be like, I don't know, man. It's going to be kind of serious for me anyway. I don't know what you're going to think about, Darian, but the show is about being a dad instead of a coach, right? And what, what I mean by that is, you know, you and I had or have, you know, some experiences in the past, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, right? Yeah. Some big time experiences in the past. And it was all about football, right? Football and how I drove you, you know, how everything was tied to football. We really wasn't a father son type thing, you know? And so that's what the show is going to be about. So we're hoping, I'm hoping, you know, there's a lot of people out there. You know, we still see it now, right? Seven on seven, right? We see Pop Warner. We we see high school, and then you got college, and then everyone trying to get to the league. And so my hope is we kind of educate some people on the do's and the don'ts of the mistakes that I made as a dad instead of a coach. I made mistakes too, so, I mean, it's two-way street. So... You know, our thing was football, right? Me and you, it was always about football. So when did you start playing football? Uh, I started playing football when I was five years old, I believe. Uh, We started out, you know, he threw me in the flag, Pop Warner. Um, And I was so little that, you know, I remember the first touchdown that I had. I played running back. Uh, First touchdown that I had, I got the ball. And I ran completely backwards <laughs> towards the other end zone. I remember that. Yeah, so I'm running backwards, and my dad, he's running down the sideline, and I'm thinking I'm doing good. I'm like, all right, nobody's catching me. He's, turn around, turn around. <laughs> so I completely turned around and dusted everybody, <laughs> ran back like 40 yards, and then ended up scoring on that same exact play. Yep. And then at that moment, everybody knew, okay, Darian's got some speed, you know, Put the ball in his hands. Yeah, I, I remember that like yesterday. You know, I'm going to take it back a little deeper. You're, you, you've got, you know, now you, that you've grown, you're 25, you, you, you can see the personalities. You've got some of me. you got some of your mama. Yeah. But when you were like little, I was like, this fool ain't playing no football. <laughs> He's like his mom, man. Until one day I'm watching football and you come up to me and you're, you're, you're kind of like, four like you're young and you look at me and you look up and you say hey dad i want to play football i said what and well that's because was- that's because i was playing baseball and man baseball sucked it was so boring especially being that little doing coach pitch and t-ball and all that stuff i played outfield i'm out there you know knocking on my hard cup you know talking to my friends, picking flowers and stuff like that. <laughs> Nothing was happening. So I wanted, I wanted something with action, you know. And so you're watching me pl- watch football all the time. Yeah. Right? You say, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, signing you up. I remember you being really little. You know, you've always been the smaller guy on the football field, but the fastest, right? And so your speed... Man, when I saw you had wheels, I said, oh, this is it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I became a coach, right? Because, look, the reality is, people, daddy ball is for real. Yeah. Okay? Even if your boy sucks, it's still real. It's for real. So I I said, sign me up. I'm going to be the coach. And I'm giving Darren the ball all the time. <laughs> hey, but we scored. We won, every time, baby. Every time. Design plays, touchdown. Yep. Every single time. It, it, you know, I have, I have a lot of good memories. And I, and I have a lot of not so good memories 
When did you think and when did you started you kind of saying, you know what, I might want to go to the league? I mean, did that ever that ever pop up with you? Uh I think I don't remember when Reggie Bush was playing for USC. But I remember Reggie Bush, he won the Heisman Trophy. And seeing him rock that number five, I was like, man, I want to be just like him. Uh, he was my favorite player at the time. I remember I saw him go to the Saints. And the first year that he got drafted, his rookie year, he caught a, it was either a kickoff return or a punt return. Got absolutely obliterated, fumbled, and then they pulled him out. But I think when I saw Reggie Bush enter the league is when I was like, man, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. And so that became kind of the driving thing, right? Yeah. What, you know, I got these guidelines here, and they're just guidelines, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through some of these things, but I'm going to kind of digress sometimes. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what my drive was for you, right? So I played football, and I was a knucklehead, and I got in trouble uh, hanging out with the wrong people, doing the wrong things. And so my football career ended at JUCO, where I played JUCO at Fullerton College. And when I had, when we had you and you wanted to play football, I said to myself, this is my second chance, right? No, and even I remember Nyla, she loves watching like our- Who's Nyla? Nyla's my sister. She's sitting over there. She's working on sound right now, taking over my spot. But uh, Nyla, she loves watching our old baby videos. And there's a video of me. I got to be like one year old, something like that. And I had this Chiefs little foam football. And I'm sitting there and I'm throwing it towards you. And this is when we didn't have nothing. You, I think our mattress was on the ground. and uh, We were poor. Yeah, very poor. And uh, the video, in the video, you're like, here's my son, you know, future quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I was like, man, I ain't no quarterback. What? But, I mean, that's when I think, that's when that little seed was planted. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think I think it was, I think it was both our dreams. I took it a lot more serious than you did. You know, uh, just because of my maturity, I was a lot older than you, right? And I just knew, I already been through it, right? I knew what the good things were going to be and what the failures could be. Um, and so that just brings me to my next question. What, what was my involvement? And I want to hear your perspective, right? Uh, your involvement, I mean, you were in everything. You were at every single game. Every single practice, you drove me to all of my workouts. Um, excuse me. Um, you were just in everything. You invested in me. You got me the dopest gear. Even, in, even when we didn't have money, I had the dopest gear. You wanted to make sure that I was protected. So, you know, I had double elbow pads and all these arm sleeves and the rib cage and all that stuff. I'd be burning up out there, but, I mean, I'd come home and I wouldn't be bumped and bruised like all these other kids, you know, coming home with these big old gashes on their yeah. nose and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, your involvement it was like that was your life too. Yeah. You were we, we were living the same exact life. Yeah. Yeah, you were doing all the physical work and I was just trying to plan. Yeah. You know, I was trying to plan plan your future, you know. As a dad, and you being my son and carrying my name. Uh, sorry. Apologize, trying to control my emotions. Uh, was a big deal to me. You know why? Is because my dad, I remember playing Pop Warner football and I was the star. And I would run touchdowns, I would take kickoff returns, I would do pick sixes, and there was no dad on the sidelines. There was no dad cheering me on. You know, your your grandma, my mom, you know, it's not the same. You know, mama, okay, she tried, but yeah. wasn't the same. And so I said to myself, 
that ain't never going to happen to you. You're going to hear me. You're the loudest one out there. You're going to hear me. When you're running that ball, boy, and you're scoring touchdowns and you're making tackles, everyone's going to know you're my oh, son. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, I would come back from games, couldn't barely talk. Yeah, I remember you'd, you'd come home and, man, I was tasting blood yeah. during the game because I'm yelling so loud. Jack my stinking <laughs> vocal cords. I'm a singer, by the way. Now it's all Jack. Um, but, yeah, man, that's why, that's why you know, I was, um, I was so involved. You know, involvement, there's a healthy way of being involved, and there's not so healthy way of being involved, right? So the healthy way of being involved is supporting you, right? Being there at your games and cheering you on and just knowing that your daddy is there, but... There's also an unhealthy involvement in based on what you remember, you know, because this is like from five years old up to I was 21 till 2019, right? 16 years, 16 years of playing football. When you can go back and you can remember. What was the not so good part of dad in your involvement of football? Um, you know, I just, I I don't remember specific times, but when I was a kid, you know, I'd be excited about something or, you know, Hey dad, I'm going to go do this with my friends. And I mean, you didn't have a blueprint. You didn't have somebody, you know, you didn't have your dad to where you could take away certain types of scenarios and situations to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Um, and I believe that you did the best that you could. But at times I'd be super excited about something other than football. Yeah. And then you'd be like, well, how is that going to help you? Or that's not going to get you towards your goal. Or you'd kind of you kind of blow me off in a way to where it was like, all right, dang. I'm just, I'm not going to express my excitement anymore towards dad because it's always a letdown shut you down yeah right? let you down yeah you know that i have a lot of regrets for that you know now that we have a, i believe we have a good relationship now yeah and i look back i do have a lot of regrets i remember i was so intense i remember i pushed you so hard i remember you playing injured i i really I really went over the top with you, you Playing know, with 103 fever, yeah, 103 fever and making you play after play after play and training and training. I mean, you trained every day, even before testosterone kicked in. I was lifting. You were training and lifting and running, you know, and those are some of the regrets I have uh, as being a, a, a dad. Well, I wouldn't call myself a dad. I, I think I was more of a coach to you. Yeah. You know, um, even when I was at home, I remember you wanted to go play on, and do skateboards. You wanted to run down hills. You wanted to do all these things that little kids do, and I wouldn't let you because I was worried about you breaking a collarbone or breaking an arm or something like that that would that would hurt you. What did? How did that make you feel? It wasn't too bad. I mean, I didn't. I still had a childhood. I didn't miss out on too much. No, praise God. That, that, yeah, that, no, that I didn't feel better. I didn't miss out on too much. And I mean, I look back on it now, and I'm actually really grateful that you pushed me that way, um, because you taught me that even though my body might be feeling a certain way, even though my head might be telling me something different. I could still make it happen if I just go out and do it. Um, you taught me to never quit. I wanted to cry. I wanted to throw up. I wanted to quit throwing the towel. But, you know, you instilled it in me that the Fernandez name, Fernandez's do not quit. We do not quit. Praise and, God. You know, I'm super grateful for that. I think that has, if there's anything that you have taught me through that whole experience, it's that no matter how your body feels, no matter what your head is telling you, you just keep going. 
you keep going until it's done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super grateful. Well, that's good, man. I, I'm glad that, I'm glad that, you know, what's super cool is that the grace of God, you know, now that you, you grown, you're married, you're about to be a daddy, right? Yeah. In like eight weeks. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a grand, I'm not grandfather, right? I'm G pop, pop, G. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not feeling, yeah, OG, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not grandfather, but you know, now that you're going to be a dad and it's a boy. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Cairo. Baby boy Cairo, (laughs) my little soldier baby. Right. So this is going to be embedded in the internet for the rest of, uh, you know, and Cairo, when he gets older, he can be able to see this and know that he ain't even born yet. And we're already talking about that boy, baby. (laughs) We're already talking about Kai. Um, Tell me, so Pop Warner was fun, right? Yeah, fun. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. In high school, fun. High school was a lot of fun. Fun. Too. But senior year was different, right? In the beginning, yeah. But did you feel, did you feel pressure after your junior year? Well, I'll go back and I'll say, okay, your junior year, now that I'm educated, junior year is the most important year. Yeah. Right, you got to have film. You got to get your grades tight. Yeah, you should be having colleges look at you already. Right, um, and that was happening for yeah. you. Yeah, I was getting scouted by a lot of big schools. Yeah, like big schools because you were legit. I mean, you were legit. But what happened? What I happened? A, I was a fool, man. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to impress the girls. I wanted to go party, kick it with my homeboys. Party? What do you mean party? What's that mean? Party, man. I was drinking. I was smoking. I was doing everything that I shouldn't have been doing, you know, behind my parents' back. Um, And, you know, it sounds like some goody two-shoes type stuff, but I just shouldn't have been doing it. I wanted the goals and the dreams that I had were way bigger. And the girls, the liquor, the smoking... Sneaking out, you know, even driving, sneaking out of the house to drive two hours away, you know, somewhere to go kick it with some females. What? Yeah, we'd go up to. All right, so I, I don't even <laughs> want to know this stuff, man. Are you tripping? It was just, it was stupid. Two hours away? Palm Springs. What? Yeah. Whose car are you driving? Yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did, your mom had to know this stuff and she kept it from me, right? Uh, no, nah, not really. She didn't really. She know didn't know me. we were asleep. Yeah. And, and you took my car. I was gone. Time to go party. Wow, dude. I, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. I was just, I was acting a fool. You know, I had all the females after me. And, you know, I'm. Puerto Rican, Mexican, and black, brown skin. I went to a predominantly white school. All them little white girls, man, they loved me. <laughs> they loved me, man. And so it was just, I was just doing my thing, being a stupid kid. And but, so what, being a stupid kid, what, what happened, man? I mean, I, I mean, I could tell you what happened, but, I, you know, what, what happened to your grades? What happened to your opportunities? They all just dwindled away. I mean, I thought that I was too good for school i thought that you know my athletic ability would be able to take me to the highest level just because i was an athlete but there are athletes out there that are even better than me that had tight grades i was always straddling the line between dcb student you know like 2.8 gpa 2.75 Man, that was stressing me out, bro. It was, it was bad. And you made me, you got, I mean, I put like five years on my life that one year, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, brother, because I was so stressed because I knew, I'm like, the SAT, ACT was material. I mean, you had to get a good ACT or a, mm-hmm. SAT. I cheated on that whole thing, man. That's what got me into college. I had this Japanese kid sitting next to me. At Tesoro when I was taking my ACT. And I looked over and I realized that his test questions and his uh, test answers, it was multiple choice, 
for the same exact thing as mine. And this fool, he was flying through that ACT. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to copy this fool. And after I took that ACT, when I got my results. You know, I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, how the heck did he pull this off? Yeah. You know, the history, reading comprehension, math, uh, and English. They were all phenomenal scores. And then I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm over this. I got bored of taking the ACT, so then I just blew through the, the science portion, and that was my worst, my worst uh, test score in the science section. Um, but all of the other subjects behind that is what got me into college. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, the coach would call me in. You know, the high school coach would call me in and say, hey, so-and-so is showing up today. So-and-so is showing up today. They want to see Darian. You know, and I was excited, yeah. right? I was excited. But no offers came in. And I realized it was because of your grades. Yeah. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't get in. You know what I mean? It was, it was all because of your grades. And... I remember, man, we had some big, giant fights, dude. Oh, Huge yeah. fights oh, over yeah. your grades. Uh, and I don't rem- I recommend doing this. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I regret, but sometimes I put my hands on you, right? Because I, you know, I was lifting still. I was a big dude. You know, I, I was, I wanted to smash you. You know, I remember putting my hands on you one day and your mama looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? Right, because I don't know what happened. I don't know. I think you were like fifteen, something like that. Something like that. And we we were in my closet, and something grabbed me by the shirt. Yeah, boom. Yeah, dude, I was so mad. I wanted to just crush you. Didn't matter if you were my son, dude. But you were like blowing it all. Mm-hmm. You were dracking with my dream, and I think that's what was the issue. It was my dream. You know, I really didn't care about your dream. I, I did. On the surface, but really, I was really more interested in my dream. You know why I was interested in my dream? Because I wanted to be the dad on the sidelines going, oh, look at my son. Mm -hmm. My son is like NFL bound. My son is playing, you know, D1 football, right? Uh, And and that's really what I wanted. Now that I look back, Right, I look back. I, I, I it, let's keep it one hundred. That's that's what I really wanted. Yeah. Right, and so I wonder how many people out there right now that potentially are watching the show are living that same dream. Oh man, I say about eighty percent of the dads. Yeah, all the dads out there because they choked on the fat chicken. Right. <coughs> yeah. Now they're trying to live it through their kids. Right. Yeah. And, and that, everybody, you know, look at me. Look at what I did. Yeah. Look at my name. Look yeah. at my boy. That's my blood. And that 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 happened even even through pop, all the way from Pop Warner all the way to high school. It was always like that. Always. The dads are always puffing their chest out. Look at my son. Look at my son. Look at my son. Trying to manipulate. Trying to control. You know. And and I I, I could remember. We didn't know what we we're doing. I didn't know what I was yeah. doing. You didn't know what you were doing. But your junior year is here in high school. We got to use huddle. We got to do film. Spend money on stupid recruitment officer coaches or whatever. Oh yeah, so waste so, of money. So we gotta we gotta like address that, right? I forgot the guy's name. I don't even want to mention his bum. name. He's a he's, bum. He's a bum. Uh, maybe we can put it in the comments or something later. I think I got. I think I still have him on my cell phone. I don't think I haven't deleted. But this guy, look, I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't hire somebody that says they, they think and have relationships with colleges. Mm-mm. They're just stealing your money. You know, because they, they see, like, you know, the, 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 the yearning to kind of get your kid into college, especially if, if you don't have the means, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of these young kids get to college through a scholarship, and that scholarship comes through football, right? Like the inner city kids and stuff like that, where, you know, s- some families where we live, they could write a check, yeah. right, and go to school. So really a scholarship wasn't really a big deal. But I could tell you this right now that we spent a lot of money on some dude that did nothing for us and he stole our money. So I'm just warning, watch out for those guys because they're not going to do nothing for you. They're just going to give you false hope and let you down. Yeah. And that's what happened to us, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we got some cheese ball offer from what's that school? Humboldt University. No, no, no. no uh, Humboldt. It's a black black school on the east. Oh, uh, uh, um, what? what is, hey, Howard. Howard. Howard, Howard University. University. Yeah. So that's where all you know the brothers go, right? Yeah. And so we got an offer from there, and it wasn't even real. Yeah. It was his homeboy who actually ended up being the coach, and he goes, "Hey, just kind of give this kid an offer, you know, just so he kind of we can shut, shut him, him up, up, right?" And we were all excited, yeah, right, like, "Wow, Howard!" And yeah. I started looking up Howard. I'm like, "Man, I don't know if I want you living all the way on the DC. East Coast and and all this other stuff, right?" But you know, it came down to signing day, right? Yeah, signing day. Signing day is like it sucked. Mm-hmm. Not not the actual day, but leading up to it because we wanted it so bad for you, Derry. Yeah. Your mama was crying and praying. We were we were pulling heaven down for you. Mm-hmm. By the way, we love Jesus and we're holy rollers, Bible thumpers in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much. And I know you may not like it, and that's cool. We love you anyway. That's whatever. But we, we like we're it. We're still going to hey, do it, baby. Click, boom, follow, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. But this is how it's going to be. But we were praying and praying and praying. And some coach called me, man. Chance. What's his last Rod Chance. Rod Chance. Rod Chance from Southern Utah University. Southern Utah University. D1. FCS. Big Sky. Yeah, Big Sky Conference. And uh, he showed up at our house and had dinner with us. And I was like, this is legit. This is legit, right? Not the school we really were excited about. When I showed up to Cedar City, which, Lord <sighs> Jesus. I, okay, I'm not going to say nothing about Cedar City, cause, but... I don't want to live there. Don't move there. No, I mean, don't move there. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. But, you know, God said, hey. I'll throw you a bone. Well, let's say, let me open a door that was completely shut. I'm going to kick it open for you. Yeah. And on signing day, what happened? Signing day, I was able to sign with all my homeboys that were going to, you know, USC, Oklahoma, uh, I think it was Harvard for Rich. Um, but I, I participated in that. That was like a huge thing for me. What did it make you feel like? It made me feel like I was one of the individuals on the team that mattered. I was one of the individuals that, you know, everybody, all my homeboys, oh, I'm going to go play at Ohio State. Oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. But they didn't sign. Right. They didn't sign. And to me, you know... I had this dream to go to the league since I was a little kid, and I'd always tell my friends, and they'd always laugh at me, you're not good enough, you're not fast enough, this, that, and the third, you're too little. But All the time, huh? You're too little. All the time. All the time. Um, We even got you, like, growth hormones. Yeah. Right? To try to get you a little taller. Yeah. The girls got the, you know, we got, you got two sisters, right? They, they got, got all the stinking height, yeah, man. They got they got my height. I'm six one, right? Nine short. Nyla's tall. Shylin is tall. You got your mama's height. That's why I'm not <laughs> super short. I'm like 5'10", 5'11", But I mean, but if you were like six one, six one, one eighty five, running all day, running four four forties, offers all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. You know, so you go to you go to Southern Utah, and that's a whole other experience. So, so let me get you. So, I lost half my life through high school football trying to make sure you got your grades right. Yeah, and then we go, and now you're playing college football. Mm-hmm. What is the college football experience compared to the high school football uh, experience? It is a grind, man. And it's not, I don't say this to, like, scare all the young football players, but, man, it is your job. You're up at 6 in the morning. You're out on the field by 7. You have a three-hour practice. Then you got walkthroughs. Everybody eats 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. I mean, you're going from 7 to 8 p.m. Every day. 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. How many days a week? Five days a week. Saturdays, you got, you know, Saturday morning practice. That's a three and a half hour practice. After practice, we all eat lunch together. And then at around 2, we watch film for about two hours. And then you can go home and you can chill and you can kick it with your boys. But And then on Saturday at the games, right? Well, yeah, that was before, uh, like, actual season. Okay. Oh, oh, oh I'm talking oh, about oh. summer. Oh, summer, I'm summer. Prior summer. to the season. Yeah, prior yeah, yeah. to the season. And then season comes up. What's that like? Season comes, and then, you know, out in Cedar City, it gets freezing cold. So we'd be out on the field, you know, at 5 in the morning. It's negative 13 degrees. Um, you know, getting our conditioning in. Uh, some of us would have to lift before or after that. Um, and then we'd go home, take a shower, go do our classes. Classes go till about, we'd try to schedule it to get everything in before about 2 p.m. And then you're able to go home, grab all your bags, whatever you got to do, grab your workout gear. And then you head over to the locker room, start putting on your pads. That's at around 3. And then you got practice from about 3.30 to 7.30. So, so all day long, from the time you wake up to the time you go home and chill, was how many hours a day? Maybe two, three hours throughout the whole day. Well, no. What I mean is when you woke up and you finally put your head down, how many hours of football did you do that day? Oh, my God. Like at least eight. Eight hours a day, six days a week. Yeah. Right? And then you still had your schoolwork to do. Yeah. So what did you do in your schoolwork? I didn't do it. I didn't want to do it. None of my friends wanted to do it. Yeah, so... The people that I hung around, none of them. Oh, we, didn't man. Our, Look, we didn't do our stuff, like, man. You know, I... I don't know, man. I... I was so gullible. Like, cheese ball gullible. I used to argue with the coaches, and you know it's a fine line. You can't argue too much because then I, they blackball you, and then yeah. you ain't playing. But I didn't know you were so knucklehead in college, and I was blaming all the coaches. Well, I mean, coming from you being a stickler, do this, do this, do this, do that, do this, do that. I finally got my chance at freedom, so I was like, you know what? I can kind of do me a little bit, but. Yeah, on my dime. Yeah, but I went over the edge, and I just, and it messed it all up. Yeah, I threw I threw out all responsibility. I mean, you had opportunities. Yeah, like you 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 know, as a freshman, you made the travel team, right? So you got to travel. Not everybody yeah. gets to suit up and travel as a freshman. Yeah, right. So you were on the plane, right? Going here, going there. You had opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you wanted to always be an Oregon Duck. Yeah. What was your first game? First game at Austin Stadium against the Ducks. We got our our butt handed to us. But But see, I mean, I was out there. I was, you know. You see how cool listening to the crowd. So you I, re I remember we got videos on YouTube, right? And and I was to say future Oregon future Duck, Oregon future Duck. Oregon yeah, Duck, yeah, future yeah. Oregon Duck. And you know, in, in, even through all the craziness that we did together and all the messing up that we did, God still said, you may not be on the Ducks, but guess who you playing in the first game? Yeah. And then you get to travel, you got to suit up, right? And you got to sit on the sidelines looking up in that stadium. Yeah, it was cool. Wasn't it, it cool? Was, it was awesome. You'll never forget it. I was like, man, this is wild. Man, and I was on the side, I was like really close to the sidelines or like really good seats. And I didn't realize how violent it was until kickoff happened. And those guys, man, the bodies that were crashing against each other, it scared me. The first time I ever got scared and I said, I don't know if I want that for you. I don't know, because you had head issues. Oh, yeah. I had right? A lot of concussions. Um, you know, you still got that little that little twitch. twitch you know, that's, thing. yeah, because that's a head injury thingy, right? Because yeah. of this football stuff. You no matter how much money I spend and what helmets I bought and all that, you still, still, still had no issues, right? When did you say to yourself, I'm done with football? When, when did that happen? I mean, in your heart, not physically, but in your heart. 
I mean, in my heart, I was never really done with football. If I had the chance to redo it again, I'd, I'd love to be in the league right now. Okay. I'd love to. It's super political, and I hate how political it is. I am not woke. You mean woke? Yeah, I am not yeah, woke. We ain't woke. Uh-uh. You can miss me with all yeah, that. We ain't woke. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, Diversity kinda, and inclusion. Uh, you brown, you black. We got to stop. We got to give you. Here, or here, something. here. You're, a, you're a loser, but here's the participation yeah, nah, trophy. You can miss me with that, you man. Know, nice. Shoot. Oh, my Stupid. God. Anyway, man, we digressing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if I could still do it, I'd love to be in the league. But I think. Well, something happened because, I, I mean, I remember the desire was gone. What happened? I remember you coming home one day. Right, You were coming home. I didn't know how jacked up you were. I think you were coming home for Christmas break. Yeah. We were all looking forward to Darian coming home. Mm-hmm. Ding dong, there you are. You look like a crackhead. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck is wrong with this man? And, I, you know, you drove a Subi. Yeah. I look at the car. It's packed. To stuffed the brim. with everything. I was like, what the hell is this? Yep. And you said to me, what did you say to me? I'm not going back. I refuse to go back. I'm done. Why? What happened? I was just, I think I was in, in way over my head. As far as the commitment aspect. Um, you mean way over your head regarding the responsibility that you had that was tied to the commitment that you had with football? Yeah. And when you say over your head, was it just all the time that you had to put into it, the school work that you had to put into it? Did you just lose the fun? It wasn't that I lost the fun, but it was like, you know, I have insomnia. I don't sleep. It's gotten better recently, but, you know, going 36 hours without sleeping, being expected to show up to class, show up to practice, yeah. show up to film, you know. You couldn't concentrate. I couldn't concentrate. We'd have 5.30 lifts, and, you were and pre- I'd sleep through my alarm, and then my coaches would call me at 6 in the morning where are you at? Yelling at me. Where the heck are you? Yeah. Crap, coach. I'm so sorry. I just, I don't sleep. Yeah. My body would just completely shut down. Um, and I mean, it's not an excuse. I'm not using it as well, an excuse. Well, but you know, it, it, I know you're not using it as an excuse, but it is a reality, yeah. right? A lot of these, uh, there's a lot of that stuff going on and people don't know, right? And these poor kids, like my poor baby, you, you know, um, you tried, you know, you tried. And I, 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 you know, your mama has that problem, right? I know when your mama's not asleep, she got brain fog, her eyes hurt, she can't think, she can't concentrate. So imagine you having to go on that football field, exhort yourself as far as energy is concerned, then come back. And, you know, at, at that level, it's not about all your skills. It's about how book smart you are. Yeah. Knowing all the plays and the calls, and then having the coaches trust you, yeah. right, with those plays. Because one wrong, because what position did you play? Uh, corner, DB. DB, right? So kickoff return, punt return, right? All that so stuff. DB is like, if not the most athletic position on the field, it is, right, top three, yeah. right? Top two. So you had major responsibilities, right? You know, you're on an island, you know, and, and you're exposed right away when that ball goes over in your, your head and touchdown, yeah. that's on you. So you had a lot of responsibility, right, to learn those playbooks and then to be not able to sleep. I'm sure that was difficult to do. Yeah, it sucked. It was, you know, no matter how hard I tried to learn the plays, to study, watch film, it just, it wouldn't stick. Yeah. It wouldn't stick. You know, and, and so one of the things that I learned in this experience when it came to college football is, you know, Rod Chance, who still is a coach. I forgot. He was at Buffalo, and then uh, Deion Sanders came in. I don't know where he's at now, but Deion came in and fired the whole staff, right? Yeah. So he's doing his thing now somewhere else. But I trusted him. Yeah. And he always treated you right. He's good, dude. To the point that where your mama still has a relationship with his wife. Mm-hmm. But I remember the head coach. Yeah. And I remember telling the head coach, like the head coach thought you were some thug gangster. 
Yeah. Because you did some stupid signs, right? I was like this. Yeah. And he thought you were some... I like, dude, some from dude from South Central Hello, LA or something on, stinking, man. gang banging, carrying a red or blue, some crip or blood or something like that. And he would talk to me about it. And he was like this light skinned brother. Yeah. Like, he grew up like. He grew up in, in suburbia. I wanted to smash that guy. I was like, I was trying to maintain my composure because I didn't want to jack it up for you. But I told him, I said, look, I'm trusting you with my baby boy. Yeah. And you know what's so funny about college football? I don't care what they say. It's next man up. Yeah. It's the bottom you're line, number. right? You're just an, you're just, I, I, I got to be careful what I say, but I have a love-hate relationship with football because I trusted them with you, and you know, now, granted, hindsight is twenty twenty. You were a knucklehead, and you messed up a lot. Oh, yeah. But I felt like, you man, know, there they, were so they, many they, other they, fools they, doing stuff that was way worse. Smoking than weed, me, and they were doing still this, doing their thing, man. Still yeah. on the field, still playing. Got love from the coaches and all that. So it was all crap. Oh my god, it, it was all it was crap. crap. It was all crap. Well, so you did the college football thing. You came home. Spring, I mean. Christmas break. Christmas break. You didn't want to go back. We looked at you. We prayed for you. I went to the hospital that day, too. Yeah, you were so messed up, right? And you wanted to kill yourself, mm -hmm. right? And we prayed that devil off of you in the name of Jesus quick, right? Yeah. Right? We, yeah. Pray, we prayed that devil right off of you, right? Looking back, why did you feel that way, Darren? Why did you feel like you wanted to take your life? Because I felt like football was my identity. You know, being a player, I felt like it was my identity. And watching my dream and the goal that I've been working so hard for for the past 14, 15 years, you know, it's kind of like trying to hold sand in your hands. And it, no matter how hard you try, the sand is just going to trickle out. Yeah. And so I felt that, and I felt like, you know, a lot of other guys that were doing more stupid stuff than me. Made it were, there, they huh? They were still getting the opportunity. Yeah. You know? Um, and I felt like, I was like, man, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why am I the one? And I understand. I played a part in my failure. But I felt like I lost my identity when I was watching my my dream just dwindle away. Yeah. I didn't know who I was. It was just Darian, the football player. That's and now, now that was. was gone, right? Yeah. So I was like, what the, what am I here for? I'm useless. Right. I'm. You even have a tattoo on your chest says the chosen one, right? Yeah. What did that, did that, did, did you feel like you wanted to scrape that Man, off? And I wanted to stink and grab a knife and just, scrape it out of my chest because I was like, I ain't no chosen one, man. You I'm, felt like a failure. I felt like a piece of trash. Did you? Just like an old rag. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when my perspective changed. That's when I said to myself, you know what, man? This football dream ain't worth my son's life. And that's when I started really thinking about my relationship with you and how I've been, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, being a good dad is not about just providing money and things yeah being a good dad is providing the emotional support where you can come to me and talk to me about things and yeah. i don't think you felt that way with me mm -mm. You, you i mean you had a really close relationship with your mama but with me you're kind of like you you kind of stuffed a lot of things because you know you're like you're like you like to have fun you you know that ain't me right i gotta work at having fun yeah. right i mean i it's hard for me to have fun and I'm, I'm working on that, but you're the kind of guy that you just want to be the life of the party and have jokes. And But with me, I never saw that part of you because I think you hid it from me and you stuffed it down. Mm -hmm. Is that is that, yeah. is that tracking? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and why? why? Why did you stuff it? Just because whenever I would try to be myself, crack jokes, you know, stop that or what the heck do you mean by that? Or you'd like get angry or just wouldn't understand it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my time. Man. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is stupid. So, it, so I made you, you couldn't be you, me or you around me. You, nah. you just couldn't be. No. Nah. Right. So after the football, after you come home 
And after you feel like you're a failure, you're nothing. Because look, I won't name names, but there was a one of your football, you know, teammates from high school been playing USC for four years, about to go to the combine, right? Get into the league, blows an Achilles. <sighs> Poor dude. Right? Poor dude. Blows an Achilles. I think he probably feels the same way. Yeah. His identity is gone, right? This is all I've known my whole life. Mm -hmm. Now what I'm going to do, is that how you felt? Yeah, what the heck am I going to do? I'm I'm useless here. There's no need for me to be on this planet no more because it was just Darian, the football player. What am I going to do? I didn't I didn't study hard enough. I'm not smart enough. You know, I, I didn't have any other goals or dreams or aspirations. It was just... When football was taken away, my whole life was just gone, completely gone. I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, as a dad, as a parent, when you see your baby hurting, you want to take the place. You know, you're going to find out. You're going to see when Kai is born, your heart is going to be changed so dramatically bro i could already see the sense of urgency that you have now because you're like i'm gonna do everything i can for my my boy and that's how me and your mom felt right and that's how we still feel yeah. with you and nyla and shylan you know we want to give we'll give our lives for you kids what how did you trans transition well, what event caused the transition of feeling like a failure, wanting to die, commit suicide, to the point to where you said, everything's going to be okay? What, 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 what happened? What caused that? I don't think there was anything that happened, but I remember one time driving down to uh, Cedar City, there's this, this gorge that you have to drive through, and I, was, I would... I'd be higher than a kite driving through that gorge. Uh, it's called the Serpent's Pass, I think, or something like that. It's on your way to Vegas, right? Yeah, you, you drive out of Vegas. So you're, you're going past your Cedar City, down St. George, going to the Strip, and there's this area you have to go through. Yeah. I remember that stupid area. Yeah, so I was flying through that Strip or that Serpent's Pass at like 95 miles an hour. And I was like, man... I should just drive off the side, just end it all. Ain't nobody here. I just drive off the side. It's a steep enough fall to where car would blow up, probably wouldn't feel nothing. I'd just be gone. Um, but then there was this little voice, this little tiny voice. You know, voice. your mom was praying for you at that time, right? Yeah. She would be up all night praying for you yeah. because the Holy Ghost would wake her up and say, start praying for Darian. Yeah. There was this little voice when I had those thoughts. And it was saying, what happens if you survive? What happens if you go through all of that, you end up breaking your body, you end up paralyzed and you survive? Then you're going to be a paraplegic for the rest of your life. You're going to be in a wheelchair. You're going to need to be hooked up to machines. There's more for your life than that. Don't do it. And I think at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm hurting right now, but I'm going to get out because... I never, I didn't think that depression was a real thing. I thought, oh, I'm depressed. Man, just be happy. What yeah, are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. It's not like that. Depression is a real thing and it affects a lot of people. But I remembered how happy I used to be, how happy things would make me. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I can, if I can just chase that, then I'll get fulfillment. Then I'll I'll be good. I can get out of this. Yeah. There's some way I can get out of this. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but everything that I'm doing right now, I need to stop doing because it's not helping me. So how did your relationship with God help that? Did was He always there for you? He was always there for me, but I feel like when I went out to school, you know, I stopped going to church. When I went out to college, I stopped going to church. Stopped reading my Bible. You know, I thought I was some little thug, whatever. Used to do stupid stuff. Um, there was no God in my life. And the minute that I decided to change, 
when I was going through that serpent's pass, you know, I started listening to Christian music again. I started picking up my Bible again. I started going to church on my own again. Um, and it felt like there was this pain in my chest when I was going through depression, just this big pain in my heart. Um, but the minute that I started doing those things, chasing after God again, that pain went away. I don't know how to explain it. It was like this aching, cramping pain that was just in my heart. Yeah. And it wasn't immediately, you know, I didn't turn on some praise and worship song and, yeah. oh, I'm healed. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, like that, yeah. man. It was, you still got to go through, you still got to practice. It's just like anything. I mean, with God, it's like any type of sport. If you want to get better with it, if you want to see the results. You got to spend time with you gotta him. You got to keep spending time. Yeah. You got to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, And so that's what I did. And now, I mean, what, three years, four years later, I'm, I am so happy. I'm so glad I didn't take my life. You know, I got my beautiful wife. My family is beyond blessed, man. It is wild. Beyond blessed. I'm about to have a baby boy. That's you know. cool, man. And so I got a lot to live for. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you go back and you our relationship when you were playing football. What's our relationship like now? Our relationship is cool. What's I really like our relationship. How's it's, it cool? It's becoming more father son. It's not. It's not so much business partner. Yeah. You were like a business partner. I was just your investment when I was playing. Yeah, I used to always tell you. You're my investment. Right. I'm not getting a return on my investment. Yeah. Right? I always used to say that. Yeah. And so, you know, now we go out and we do things with each other. We'll go shoot guns. We'll go race cars. You know, it's very blessed. Like we fly in the PJ. We'll go out to Vegas and we'll go race. Flying the PJ, go out to Bama, we'll go shoot guns, shoot every type of gun under the sun. I mean, some dope, legit Call of Duty type guns, man. It is so dope. Um, and just doing things like that, it's, it's taking place over all of the bad memories that I had as a kid. It kind of like these new memories are filling in those places are kind of pushing them out. Um, so now I, I feel like I have more better memories with you than bad. Good. Compared to, you know, a couple of years ago, it was just like, man, I do not like my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do a lot of change in Darren, you know, I, I narcissistic, selfish, ego, prideful, entitled. And I love my family so much that I was going to do everything in my power to make sure that I made my wrongs right. Now I see you as a young man. I see you as a, a man that has so much future ahead of him. Uh, I am proud of you. I'm really, I'm proud of you, of who you are today. I am so happy to call you my son. We don't need to get mushy. I know. I just, give me a minute. <laughs> there are a lot of times that I would treat you a certain way. And then my father in heaven would talk to me and tell me, what if I treated you that way? And that's what caused me to change, right? Because God, my dad, who I never had a dad really, would teach me how to be a dad because he was such a good dad to me that I would have to change because I wanted to be a good dad to you and I wanted to be a good dad to your sisters. Now we're in business together, right? Yeah. There's a legacy here. Yeah. Right, I, normally I'm suited and booted, but he wanted to 
get it all. He didn't want in a suit or anything like that. Um, but now we're in business together, and I'm looking forward to your growth in this business. How how is it to work for me? You know, so I was your coach, yeah, pushing you for football. Now I'm your boss. What's the difference? I think the difference now is that you see me as an individual compared to just a money pit. Um, you allow me to be me. You understand that I am not you. Um, but that I that we share similar similar personality traits. Um and, you know, now you just push me to be the best version of myself compared to compared to living through me. You just want to see yeah. me succeed. Yeah. You don't want me to succeed so that it looks good for you. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And I think it makes a world of a difference. It helps a young man understand the difference between discipline and a dictator yeah um you know and it, it it pushes me it pushes me to want to help build this company help take this thing further than you know you're going to be able to take it i really believe that we are going to be like a trump type name we will be a family household name. We will have a huge legacy. Amen. The whole world will know about the Fernandez family. Prophesy. I believe that 100%. Amen. I know it's going to happen. I don't care. If you can laugh. I don't care. Laugh all you want. It's going to happen. <laughs> now that, you know, you're going to be a dad. Huge responsibility, right? Huge responsibility. That little boy... So life is in your hands now. What, with the, our experiences, what will you take from our relationship that you can apply to your son's relationship between you and himself? I think that as far as pushing me to be, to be the best individual I could be, is definitely something that I'm going to give to Kai. Um, but I'm going to allow him to be himself. You know, if he don't want to play ball, he don't need to play ball. Yeah. If you want to be, you know, some science guru, yeah. just be the best science guru that you can be. If so what I'm hearing you say, I'm sorry to interrupt, what I'm hearing you say is you're not going to live vicariously through your boy. Not at all. Because it was, it was devastating, man. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked being excited about other things that you weren't interested in, and then I go up to tell you, and it just kind of blew me off. Yeah, it sucked. Um, it's not a big deal now; it's whatever. But, but you learned, right? Not what not to do. You know, the good thing is, is that my mistakes are your opportunity to be teachable and learn, and not continue those mistakes, right? Yeah, but I mean, you didn't have an example to go off of. I do. Yeah. You didn't have a dad. Yeah. I have a dad. Yeah. So, you know, even mom, like both of you guys, you're just winging it. Yeah. And, you know, you guys did the best that you could. Thank God Nyla, Shailen and I were all good. I mean, you guys are wonderful kids. Thank God. You guys I, love the Lord. Yeah. You have your own relationship with God. Yeah. You're blessed. Very blessed. Right. You guys, you guys are amazing kids. Um, and I'm 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 proud to be your dad. You know, I I wanted to kind of, you know, normally our shows are, you know, I'm all hyper and all right, woo woo, and all that other stuff. But for me, this is like a serious thing for me. Um, because a, a little boy needs his daddy. I don't care how grown you are. I don't care. I still. Even though my heavenly father is so good to me, I never have ever had a man hug me and say, I'm proud of you, ever. 
And I yearn for that at 55 years old. It's still something inside of me that kind of is messed up a little bit. And that's why I always hug you. I'm always kissing you on the cheek. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you got stubble on your face. I don't care. I'm going to be your dad until I die. And even when I die, I'm going to be your dad. I'm going to have a little picture on your wall so that your kids can say, you know what? That's my grandfather or that's my great-grandfather or that's my great-great-great-grandfather. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for the life you've given me. And that's my goal mm. for you, for my, my daughters, and for all your babies and their babies and their babies and their babies. Kind of like the Yellowstone show, yeah. right? The, the ranch got passed on from one to the other to the other. And, every, and, you know, this dude in Yellowstone, he's doing everything he can to protect that legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's... That's what I want to give to you. You know, that's what I want to give to Nyla and Shylin. You know, that legacy. I also want to give to you the ability to be the best individual that you can be and be used by the Spirit of God to fulfill your calling. You're very talented when it comes to, you know, all my kids are artistic. You're very talented when it comes to music. Now you work here, but you still have the ability, right? To do my thing. To do your thing, right? You, you're the cat that comes here and you, you make this all happen, right? What do you see yourself doing now that Kai is coming? He's right around the corner. Yeah. What do you see yourself doing with your life moving forward? As in what? What, is, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? What's your dream? My dream is to make music, help people feel good, heal people. My dream is to heal people in any type of aspect. Give them hope. Let them know that they have a second chance. Let them know that they are loved. That even if they feel like they're nothing, even if they feel like they're at rock bottom, there's somebody who loves you. There's somebody in your corner. And you can heal from that. That's that's what I want to do, whether it be music, whether it be through, you know, donating my time, my money, whatever it may be. I just I really want to help people. Well, I think that's a great dream to have, you know. Um, you know, we, we feel the same way, right? We want to help people. We want to bless people. We want people to see the goodness of God. We want, you know, and that takes money. I'm sorry to say, not sorry to say, I'm not sorry. But salvation ain't cheap. Mm -mm. It ain't free. So if you think it's free, it ain't free because guess what? It takes money to promote things. It takes money to help people. I can't pay my rent. Oh, well, sorry, I have no money. That don't yeah. work. Mm-mm. How are you an answer to prayer if you got no money? Yeah. So my goal, and I'm anointed to do this, by the way, right? I am called to be in the marketplace. I'm an evangelist in the marketplace. That's my, that's my calling in my life. And I'm passing that on to you, and I'm passing it on to Nyla, and I'm passing it on to Shylin. But in your own different ways, you guys are going to do it the way you guys are going to do it. Yeah. What advice would you give to me and how to be a better dad? Have more fun, man. I know, bro. Have more fun. Not everything's I, so serious. No, man. I know. I'm 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 working on it, brother, but just have more enjoy the things that you have. You have some incredible toys. Yeah. Your money is flowing out the butt. Yeah. Enjoy it, man. You work so stinking hard. You don't want to be on your deathbed and be like, yeah. man, all I did was work. You're right. Enjoy your life. Enjoy traveling yeah. and seeing how beautiful other parts of the yeah. world are. Yeah. You're right. 
Stay out of the routine. Get yeah. out of your stupid routine. Oh. Go experience new Lord things. Jesus, it's like, you know, I, I'm going to share something with you that just happened to me um, last week. You know, I was uh, praying and, you know, and I, and I murmur and complain a lot about my cars, right? Because I got to move them. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And God started talking to me and asking me and saying, you know, well, why don't you enjoy the things that I've given you? And I, I couldn't answer that question. And you know what he said to me? He says, do you not realize that the cars and the things that I've given you are desires that have been pushed down from all the chaos in your life? And I just happen to have those little desires that you did not realize you even had pop to the top. And I was like, wow. So now, when I look at my cars and the PJ, it's a desire that I didn't even know I had popped up to the top. And so I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to have a lot more fun. Okay? You'll be a lot more happy. You'll laugh a lot I'm gonna more. I'm going to have a lot more fun. I'm going to travel the world. We're going to take you and Kai and Stevie and all the family, and we're going to go and travel the world and have a blast. But I wanted to say, you know, we'll end it with this, you know. Hopefully, hopefully this ministers to somebody. Hopefully it helps some people. But I want to say thank you. Thank you for being such a great young man. Thank you for... Loving God the way you do. Thank you for being the responsible individual that you are. And I just wanted to say it's an honor, Darian. And it's a pleasure of mine. And I'm so proud of you for you to be my son. It's the best thing that I've ever experienced in my life. For me to be your daddy is just a dream come true. No, and I just want to say thank you for... All the sinking hard work that you put in. You put in hours and hours and hours into this stuff to make all of this stuff that's around us happen. You know, you you don't only provide for our family, but 33 other families. And that is, that is a huge responsibility. Thank you for going out and grinding when, when you didn't want to. Thank you for showing us that no matter what's going on around you, you can still make it happen and you can get yourself out of it. And thank you for, you know, taking the time to change, to be a more loving individual, a more understanding father, man, husband, because... I mean, I told you this in that letter that I wrote you, but you are the rock of this family. You're the cornerstone of our family. And I mean, without you, everything would crumble. So thank you. You're welcome, baby. And, you know, it's all by the grace of God. I give him all the glory. But thank you for being on the show. Thanks Hopefully this me. helps some people. If you like it, like it, please. Subscribe, share it with some friends. You know, this is the Ed Fernandez Show. We're going to talk about money, and we're going to talk about life. So thank you, my friend. Thank you. I love you, man. Love you, too. All right. Get you some Jesus, baby. Hallelujah.